Well, welcome to Work Minus, where we talk about what people are trying to remove from how we work today and where they see it headed. Today, we are talking with Adam Braun, who is heading up Mission U, and this episode is called Work Minus Student Debt. Adam, great to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Mission U is a very exciting thing. Uh, I, I got excited when I started to learn about it. Why don't you give a quick overview about what Mission U is and what its goal is? Sure. Uh, Mission U is a debt-free, uh, one-year higher education program. Um, and we really seek to be essentially a college alternative. For some folks, it's actually a supplement. But when you get into Mission U, first and foremost, we charge no upfront tuition at all, $0. Uh, instead, we entirely invest in you throughout uh, your year with us. And on the back end of that, what you commit to uh, is an income share agreement. And so 15% of uh, income is contributed uh, back to Mission U for a grand total of three years, but only if you're making $50,000 or more. Uh, the average you know, uh, college student in this country right now pays back their student loans for about 21 years. There's really aggressive interest rates on them. Um, and you know, it's, it's not pending at all whether you've actually attained career success or not. And so we really wanted to invert that model, put it on its head. I saw my wife get absolutely decimated by student debt. And so that was a large motivator for, for me personally. But uh, the other piece is that we really focus uh, on a few things, one in particular being uh, real-world skills that are applicable to helping you thrive in your life and career. A combination of hard skills, soft skills, and technical skills are our first major that we're currently offering is in data analytics and business intelligence, this rapidly growing field where here in the Bay Area, the average salary for a data analyst is about $90,000 a year. Uh, and almost every type of company is hiring for it across uh, almost every type of function. Um, and then we also really uh, focus on blended learning. And so that means a combination of in-person and online, but online uh, learning is not pre-recorded. These are live lectures. Uh, yourself and a small group of students in your cohort with world-class instructors from you know, the top companies, top colleges in the country, uh, and a curriculum that's designed in partnership uh, with today's leading companies, including Spotify and Uber and Lyft and Warby Parker and others. Wow. I mean, <laughs> it's an incredible uh, idea, business model, uh, both for students and for, for companies that are getting involved in it. Uh, let's just back up a little bit. Uh, you personally, you have you know a lot of opportunities ahead of you, uh, things you've done in life. What, what has made you kind of settle in on, on focusing on Mission U and being all in on this topic? Sure. So, you know, previous to Mission U, uh, I started my career, I, I guess I've been working away for a long time. You know, when I was a kid, I was always starting small businesses. When I was uh, about 16, I started working at a hedge fund that summer. When I was 19, I helped launch a fund of funds. And then uh, I really began my formative career at Bain & Company, uh, working with Fortune 500 uh, companies on, on really their biggest and most pressing business challenges. And it was an amazing training ground, but I wanted to get back to my entrepreneurial roots. And I founded the nonprofit organization, Pencils of Promise, uh, in late 2008, goal being at the time to just build one school in the developing world and really help transform a, a local community uh, that was in poverty. And uh, what started out with this small ambition to build one school, if you fast forward now, we're in our 10th year of operation. And we've built uh, more than 430 schools around the world. We've raised more than $50 million. And we have about 75,000 students in our programs every day. And uh, when I wrote my book, which is called The Promise of a Pencil, fortunately, it really shot um, near the top. It went to number two on the New York Times bestseller list. And so a lot of colleges started reaching out and saying, you know, can you come and address our students and share this story and get them involved? And so I found myself, um, you know, a number of years ago on all of these college campuses, whether it was elite schools, non-elite schools, public, private, community college, everything in between across the country. And every college I went to, I was always, you know, frankly, really surprised that uh, a huge number of students would come up to me during or after my talk and say, 
this is really nice what you're describing, but I have so much student debt that uh, I can't even consider the type of things that you're espousing. And I also don't have any skills that are going to help me get out of it. Is there something you can do about how you know, really uh, broken our, our education system is here at home? And as I alluded to before, you know, when I met my wife, she was just crushed by student debt. And so this, this issue was not only uh, something that became increasingly personal for me because I was seeing the effect that it had on my wife, uh, but I was also seeing it really in, in uh, you know, every college campus across the country, uh, regardless of, of size or kind of prestige. And so, um, you know, then I, I learned that student debt is the only debt in the United States that cannot be discharged through bankruptcy. And I said, if, if this is true, which unfortunately it is, um, we need new models and we need, you know, I think kind of you know, brave entrepreneurs to, to take big swipes at um, new ideas and ultimately to build things that uh, the market demands. And that's certainly what we're seeing with Mission U is the demand for the program has been huge, both on the student side and on the employer side saying, you know, how can we hire your students? Can you get them through this program uh, more quickly? Can you open up in new cities? And we've really just been off to the races ever since. Yeah. And one thing I love about what you guys are doing is that it does seem like you've, um, you know, the, the need for education is always going to be there, but the need for the system as it exists right now doesn't. And you guys are pretty much obliterated the mindset of, of what it means to go to college, uh, what it means to pay a high tuition, all these starts, starts of things like this. When you think about starting from scratch and redesigning what higher education is, is supposed to do, do you think this is what Mission U is? Um, yeah, in, in some capacity. I mean, I, I think, you know, every entrepreneur to some degree has to focus not on where the world uh, has been historically, but where they would like to see the world go in the future. And so as a result of that, you know, I've, I've always set out from the very beginning to not be limited uh, in uh, my thinking nor my co-founders thinking or our team's thinking about what could best serve a modern student today as well as modern company. And so as a result of that, um, you know, I think that we've, we've kind of challenged the existing paradigm of what education can look like. And uh, as a result, it's, it's really opened up some people's eyes and we're really excited about that. Yeah, and you have a lot of great partnerships with, with companies you've already talked about. Thinking from the company perspective, if they're going to start hiring people like these, what are the advantages they're going to get by hiring a Mission U graduate versus, uh, you know, just compare them to some other degree that they're going to get from a four-year university? Sure, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, these are the things that we've, we've heard feedback on that companies are most excited about. It's first of all, uh, you know, with our company partnerships, there's, there's three components to it. The first is that they are deeply advising us on the actual curriculum. So everything that we teach our students goes through the lens first of a company helping to calibrate that uh, set of content curriculum, et cetera, um, around what the company is actually going to demand from their employees on day one and, and you know, going forward into the future. So uh, that's the first. The second is they actually uh, help us create content and experiences for our students. So for example, you know, I went to a great uh, traditional college. Uh, I had a positive experience, but at the same time, you know, I came out completely unprepared, even though I was a business economics major, to actually take on the job that I was asked to take on at, at Bain. And part of that was because I'd never actually, you know, really been exposed to more than one or two people in, a, in my classroom setting who had actually worked in the real world. Hmm. Um, and so what we instead do is we have guest speakers constantly addressing our students. And these are top tier executives from leading companies uh, or folks that might be in the position that they're about to go pursue. So, you know, at our orientation, for example, we had uh, a, a panelist on day one, uh, a set of panelists uh, that came from companies like uh, Spotify, Uber, Twitter, um, Allstate, you know, Ship, a top tier startup uh, that was recently acquired for, I think, $250 million. Uh, but then 
throughout the year, they uh, last week uh, had uh, one-on-one with an hour, uh, excuse me, for an hour with the global head of artist marketing at Spotify. And that type of exposure, I think, just really opens up folks' eyes. And then we also bring them on site to companies uh, very consistently so they can actually build those relationships, see what it's like to be uh, at a company. And then in return, these companies that we partner with get uh, first access to the top tier talent that uh, is going through this year long program where at the end of the year, you know, they are ready to really hit the ground running. And in particular with the skills that a lot of the top companies today are really seeking. Do you think there are any disadvantages to, to going through this program from the employer perspective of picking up people like this? Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, for some employers, uh, you know, this, this question of, uh, are we going to value credentials or competency is uh, a really big transition that they're going through today. Uh, you know, historically it was, uh, pretty limited, uh, in terms of how you evaluated talent and you had this very easy, uh, proxy for competency, which was having a credential, having a degree, you know, you think back 10 or 15 years ago, uh, I couldn't Google, uh, someone's name and suddenly get a whole history of what they had worked on previously, you know, public demonstration of their work through a portfolio. Uh, I couldn't look them up on social media to get a sense of, you know, how savvy are they in terms of how they present themselves to others in the outside world. Uh, and so the easiest way was just to say, oh, do they have a college degree and what do they, you know, study and let me look at their transcript and see if they got an A or a B in statistics. Uh, we're entering and not even entering, we're already part of this whole new reality where where you went to college is one data point but it's one of many and it's oftentimes not the most important one. And so I think for, you know, more traditional employers, uh, this question of, do you have a college degree? Um, and you know, if you don't, uh, how do I then, uh, kind of evaluate you relative to somebody who does, it's something that they're just moving towards. Um, but you know, I, I can't see frankly, um, any real disadvantage, uh, for any company that is focused on competency over credentials uh, when it comes to hiring a student like ours. And, you know, we've been really fortunate that the adoption uh, of this mentality is just really rapid and widespread. And folks are really excited about our grads because they're coming in, you know, able to add tremendous value. Yeah. Have you had any pushback from the, the employer side in terms of uh, being reluctant to take these up? I mean, it seems like you have a lot of top name companies that are that are all about this, but has there been anyone you've encountered that says, you know, we're, we're going to wait and see. We still like the way things are going now. Um, you know, I think we, we've had some uh, call more traditional old school companies say, you know, uh, we'd love to actually hire a lot of your grads, but we just want to see how they perform at other companies first. Uh, because, you know, we're still relatively early in our trajectory. Our first crew of students, our first cohort uh, is still actually going through the program. But, you know, when I look at the job interviews that they're already lining up, I mean, it's like the who's who list of companies. Uh, that are, um, you know, not only interviewing them, but for some of them, they're, they're trying to hire our students before they even complete the program, which is a new challenge that obviously we hadn't even thought through <laughs> to begin with is, you know, what happens <laughs> if somebody tries to hire one of our students six months in? Um, but that's, that's already what we're seeing. Um, and so, yeah. again, uh, you know, fortunately, I think thus far we're seeing a lot more traction than pushback. Yeah. So we've titled this work minus student debt. So tell us about a world you would think about where you have this, this enormous workforce, people coming in in their, in their early 20s, the mid 20s, that don't have this tremendous college student debt that's burning them down. What, is, what kind of impact is that going to have on, on our economy, on our society? What do you see for that? Yeah, um, I mean, I would say it would be one of the most positive transformations possible for our society. So 
you know, I, I see a future. Um, and, you know, we've spoken to uh, a bunch of other people who I think share this belief uh, where in the future, there's, there's going to be two core types of tuition models for those who seek higher education. Uh, one of them is what we offer, uh, which is this focus um, on uh, you only contributing back if and when you're making a certain amount of money and the amount that you contribute back depends on what your income level is. And then the second type is uh, where um, you're actually not directly contributing back to the institution that educated you, but an employer is. And so that's what we would consider an employer pay model. But in both of those scenarios, you are not taking on debt up front. Uh, you're actually taking out nothing to pursue your education. And then either an employer is paying the institution or you're paying back the institution, but uh, without interest rates and, and exclusively fo- based on uh, how much success you find or lack thereof. Uh, I think that the, the third option will be hopefully the outlier, which is what we have today, where people take on huge loans with huge interest rates and oftentimes are screwed because it's not predicated on whether they're successful or not. Uh, I saw a study that the Brookings Institute put out last week that's just absolutely shocked and concerned me. Uh, it said that today's college students are projected uh, by the year 2030 to see 40% default, literally two out of every oh goodness, five wow. or four and 10, right? I mean, two out of every five students will have completely defaulted on their student loans. Their credit will be destroyed, their ability to move forward in life, you know, to purchase a home, to uh, get credit cards, self, all of these things will be uh, really, really detrimentally affected. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, what, what I often see is, uh, I want to find somebody that I can hire and on the salary that I can pay them, uh, they'll often say, uh, you know, some of my student debt is so high that I need to be paid more to be able to pay my rent and my student debt at the same time. And that completely hmm. limits their opportunity to really move ahead in life. Um, so I think the, the positive transformation would be incredible if we could uh, limit the amount of student debt, which is right now uh, on this absolute runaway train. Yeah, and then even going back to your your original uh, company and the reason you were speaking about things, uh, allowing people to have that option to say, you know, uh, I don't have this enormous debt. Let me go off and and do something that I don't need to be paid for for a while because I really believe in it, and I I know I have that little bit of runway before I can come back and, and get something else. That that's also another positive I can see out of this. Exactly. Yep. For sure. So uh, you've talked a little bit about the different models and even perhaps a model where companies are are paying into something like this to to get a workforce in what's been the cause for companies to be so slow to kind of get involved into the, the higher education space. Uh, it seems like a, a natural fit for uh, uh, a large organization, a Google, a Facebook, something like that to actually start their own college or, or some kind of system where they're equipping people. Have you found that, uh, that they're eager to, to contribute to the curriculum to the ideas about this? And do you, how far do you see that going? Well, I think, you know, historically, there was kind of this, this significant separation between called church and state, right? You know, academia lived in one sphere. Um, they felt their responsibility was to uh, teach people uh, how to learn um, and, you know, prepare them for this kind of rich, holistic uh, life ahead. And then, you know, you entered the business market and then they, they taught you how to become a professional. And the problem is that the cost of college has skyrocketed so much that uh, you know, nowadays, 91% of freshmen say they're going to college to get a better job. Um, and so the onus of responsibility to move that education to prepare people for the realities of the real world and the workforce has uh, moved kind of downstream. And it's not just companies that bear that responsibility, uh, but it's colleges as well. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, companies are now really uh, selective in the type of talent that they bring on board. 
And so that skills gap that you probably read about all the time in the media and you hear uh, in the news is very, very real. And companies don't feel like the people that they're bringing in are well prepared. So they have to invest a huge amount of time and energy and money in training them. And the ideal scenario would be total alignment between the two, or at least closer alignment. And that's obviously what we're trying to bring to the table. Um, so, you know, what I'm uh, seeing already, I mean, Google just last week announced a partnership with Coursera, where they were essentially going to offer uh, to cover the cost of courses for, I think, something like 10,000 people. I mean, it was a really big number, uh, just so that they can have more people that uh, are entering their uh, recruiting funnel that are better equipped for the skills that they need, you know, not only today, but tomorrow and into the future. And so, you know, I, I think what you're going to see is increasingly uh, both colleges responding to the needs uh, of their students by saying, look, help me better prepare for life ahead, which means not only hard skills, but soft skills and, you know, holistic well-being and, and these kind of, you know, core elements that actually help you thrive in a job around critical thinking and reasoning and uh, self-capacity. But, uh, at the same time, I think companies are, are going to start to really say, hey, uh, we want our voices to be heard because we want to get great talent uh, that's prepared for the jobs that, that we need them to take on. Yeah, fantastic. Um, you started with uh, data analytics, business intelligence as your first majors that are there. Yep. What are what are some of the, the next ones that are around the corner that you're thinking about? Um, so that's not something we disclosed quite yet. We're doing a ton of analysis uh, on a series of industries, but we, we should be announcing our next major uh, in the next six to 12 months. And it's something that we think will have even greater demand. Um, but the, the truth is it's, um, you know, a recognition for us that the needs of the marketplace shift so quickly that uh, we yeah. need to make sure that we do the appropriate diligence so that we can really, um, you know, prepare to launch something. Because uh, it's a lot of time, it's a lot of investment to build a world-class curriculum at the caliber that we build it. You know, our instructors and advisors come from places like Harvard and Stanford and MIT and some of the best companies in the country. Uh, where they've worked previously uh, and then come over to, to teach those skill sets uh, at Mission U. And so uh, we should be announcing it in the next six to 12 months, that next major, um, as well as the next city where we'll open up. So stay tuned on that front. Fantastic. Great. So tell us what uh, what it looks like to scale Mission U, you know, thousand times up all across the country. What What is it going to look like? Is it going to be, you know, various models in different cities or, or, or can you imagine some kind of pivot point you're going to have to make? Yeah, um, you know, what Mission U will look like uh, as we scale up is that, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, it's important to acknowledge there's, there's three ways that we anticipate scaling our current model without changing the student experience uh, in a meaningful capacity. Because it's really important to us that as we grow, we also uh, are really retaining high quality. You know, right now, uh, we didn't anticipate this, but uh, we, we always target about 25 students per cohort. We had 4,700 applicants for our first cohort. We had 5,500 applicants wow. for our second cohort. So right now, we're the most selective higher education program in the country. And that's not by design. It's just <laughs> the reality of the demand that we had uh, early on. But we don't want to be turning away people. We want to be accepting students. So we do need to grow and scale quickly to serve that, that demand. Uh, that said, there's, there's three levers. The first is what we call concurrence. So uh, cohorts of 20 to 25, maybe you know, up to 30 students, but 20 to 30 is the core range we're targeting, uh, starting simultaneously uh, on the same start date in the same city. Uh, and that's something that we plan to continue to, to you know, um, pursue. Uh, the second thing is uh, advancing to new cities. So we have three start dates right now, January, May, and September. You can apply at any point in the year uh, so that there's rolling admissions. Um, but uh, beyond just, you know, 
joining one of the multiple cohorts that will uh, exist in San Francisco this fall. Uh, we also want to open up in, in new cities, so adding new geographies because you uh, have to live within 50 miles uh, of your cohort city. Most students right now are relocating from around the country to come to the Bay Area to participate in Mission U, but we obviously want to open it up in many new locations. And then the third is adding new majors. And so, you know, the vision that we have is that five, 10 years from now, Mission U is in dozens of cities around the world teaching dozens of different majors and specialties, but uh, you're still always having that small group experience, you know, really tight cohesion. You're building lifelong friendships with those in your cohort and you're getting uh, direct exposure to live instructors throughout your year. Wow. Uh, well, it sounds like a fantastic vision. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, Thank you. What What makes a good uh, Yeah. What makes a good candidate for a, a Mission U uh, applicant? What do you What do you use to select? Sure. Um, so you know we're pretty unique in this that uh, we don't prioritize SAT or GPA whatsoever. Uh, for most people, it'll actually never even be seen in the admissions process. Uh, we're not looking at your past performance on you know rote memorization and standardized tests. We really want to test for your future potential. And in particular, what we're looking for is soft skills. You know, for data analytics, you have to have a, a foundational understanding of math. You know, we're not looking for some quantitative genius. You just have to have uh, essentially the equivalent of, of um, you know, kind of core parts of high school math, uh, but in particular, an understanding of statistics and probability, because that's actually what we use day to day uh, in our work lives. We don't use like advanced calculus and trigonometry. We just, you know, statistics and probability, figuring out stuff in the back of your mind and oftentimes in Excel. Um, once you pass that core threshold of kind of basic math uh, understanding, uh, then we're looking for how do you uh, work in teams? Uh, how do you communicate ideas? How do you uh, pursue you know, critical thinking and reasoning? And then most importantly, how passionate are you about Mission U? Do you, you know, feel like this is a program that is going to fundamentally transform your life in the way that we know it can? Um, and are you committed to uh, really you know, going through that, that process of transformation with us across a given year and being a fantastic contributor to the community that we're creating. Well, I love what you guys are talking about. I love what you're doing. And especially thanks to you for, like you said, you're, you're taking a risk uh, in this model um, as an entrepreneur, trying something new, uh, deferring your payments uh, until mm -hmm. uh, time comes. But I think it's something for the, the betterment of, of our work culture, our society and everything that goes on. So I really appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, my pleasure. And if anyone's, you know, um, consuming this and, and listening to it and, and, you know, reading about it, uh, I would really encourage you to just go to missionu.com slash apply, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-U, just letter U at the end.com slash apply, uh, and you can apply directly right there. Great. And if, if there are any employers out there who want to get in as a, a partner, where should they go? Yeah, um, same thing on our website. Uh, you can actually click on the partners page. Uh, and at the very bottom right, uh, essentially, if you scroll down the page, there is an opportunity uh, to um, directly fill out a form and submit to become a partner, or you can just email us at hello at missionu.com and the team member will get back to you right away. Well, fantastic. This has been Work Minus Student Debt with Adam Braun of Mission U. Adam, thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure.